coming at you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada, streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Float, Odyssey, Telegram, and Twitch. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. I am Toolman Tim. Today is August 6, 2022, and this is episode 149 of the workshop podcast. And it's a different episode. We have uh, Nate with us this evening. How are you, Nate? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Not bad at all. We're going to we're going to do our roundtable post-apocalyptic book discussion this evening again. And wasn't it last week or last week, last month that it was just you and I to get started as well? Yeah, I was out of the grand, the grandparents hanging out yes. the garage that one day. And it was fireworks that night, wasn't it? Or was that a different night? Yep, yep, yep. that was that was that night. So that's all right. No, it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, it's uh, always enjoy this. I think Dan said he was going to be on a little bit and I haven't heard. Have you heard from Rachel at all? I didn't know if she was going to be around. I, have not. I'll to, I haven't looked in there yet. So no, that's all right. So what have you been up to this week? Well, we got our processing workshop this weekend, chicken processing. Uh, we got five of those guys done today and then we're going to do uh, four more tomorrow and then three more on Monday. Is that, do you have different people coming on Monday or are you just, yeah. is it? Yep. Yeah, we have one, one friend who couldn't make it, um, so we're, we're saving extra birds just to make sure they make them that long because they're getting big, and when Cornish crosses get big and you let them go for an extra day or two, they may drop dead of a heart attack. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we we used to worry about the, the turkeys and breaking their legs because they'd get so darn fat, you know? Yeah, the Cornish crosses are the same way, man. They are So the biggest one we did today was 7.3 pounds dressed. Yes, sir. And then the smallest was 6.6, I think. Wow. Nothing wrong with that then. No, no. They're a lot bigger than the last set we did. I'm going to attempt to start the stream here over on, uh, let's just see, over on Telegram so that it's going. And we'll see if I can do it without any back feeding. So I think we're good for now. So (laughs) cool. So we, uh, yeah, I guess we might as well work our way back. And so we've had a lot of fun so far. We're into book three. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts? Let's start right there, Nate. What, what did you think about book three to get started? Book three is pretty good. I mean, it kind of went down a rabbit hole. Um, I know they're, them having to relocate is definitely a eye opener. It makes you kind of think about it. And there's some stuff that I've looked at and gone, okay, that would be a good idea. That would be a good idea. You know, that's kind of why my solar system is portable. You know, if we ever have to ducktail and run, I got a battery <laughs> that we can just take and toss in the back of the truck. Same with a solar panel. I thought about that a lot because, I mean, Morgan had a kick-ass solar system, which was awesome, you know, and it was a bug-in location, which was great. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, they were the, – the whole – so the whole book, I I get my, – my thoughts, I guess, on book three, it was a great book, but it's more of a – did you find it like a transition book? Like – I don't want to say not a lot happens because a lot does, but there's no resolution like the other books, you know, it, um, right. it was more, I, obviously it's setting up book four, which we know, and we, mm-hmm. we don't want to spoil for anyone else, but it, it was more of a, you know, most of the book was Sarge busted Morgan's balls saying, Hey, we need to move to the lake or the cabin. And Morgan's like, but the family doesn't want to. And, you know, Sarge is like, well, we need to. And, and then of course there's all the stuff with Jess at the, the DHS internment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I book three was definitely really just setting up book four and 
once book four starts rolling oh boy <laughs> yeah book four is a lot of fun hey oh yep. a, um chris dixon says the series is starting to lose me this was a filler book to me and yeah it is um yeah. I always go, uh, do you ever, do you know Goodreads, the website Goodreads? Yep, yep. Yeah, so I, I use that quite a bit to check out other books and see what's going on. And so I went on there earlier tonight just to flip through. And that was, well, there's two big complaints about the book in itself. But the big one is, number one, is that it's a, a bit of a filler book. It mm -hmm. feels like it's just kind of filling time. In the overall scheme of things, I think it fits in really well. And I enjoy the book, but it is. It's more of a filler book than one or yeah. two and, and it's, it's also a shorter book than book two yes quite a bit shorter isn't yeah. it like they like you probably could have rolled book uh three and book four together and i was thinking that yes that, that would have been really good with book one like like the progress of book one would have been that setup it's you know same setup i almost think and now i i'm probably putting words in chris's mouth but i almost want to say I think he mentioned the first two books were written on that um, internet forum, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, AR-15, yeah. Yeah, and I think the third one might have been the first one that he wrote with a plan in mind heading forward. So maybe right. they, I don't know, maybe they broke it down and thought that, um, I don't know. I It was a little shorter, but yeah. it, it, it was a bridge. Like, it, it filled in. Right. I mean, the, there's still stuff that happened in the book that's relevant. Oh. I mean, it, it it wasn't a washover by any means. There's still a lot of stuff that happened. I went, oh boy. Yes. And it was kind of fun dealing because I, I would say what about a third of the book was the girls in the camp. You know, they spend a lot of yeah. time. Yeah, maybe not a third, but it they spent it seemed to me that they spent a ton of time in there chatting and carrying on, and which is important because without spoiling it, most of the people in there play a big part going forward, you know, or at least have reasonably yeah. large roles yep yep and, and there's I mean, definitely you have you know as you go forward there's a lot of names that are mentioned in that book that will you will see come back time and time again absolutely yeah and play pretty big roles and and big supporting roles too you know mm -hmm. yep yep so what did you think like so talking about the move to the lake and now did they act i can't remember at the end of book three they were just finishing up the move to the lake weren't they yeah I, I think they were there full time because they got the hogs all set up and right um they had done the trade at the at the gas station if i remember that was in there about halfway through the book right that was with the the i don't know i always picture her as really fat for some reason oh i do too yeah okay good i'm like it might be in a dick i don't know maybe they mentioned that it just I, it just seems like one of them old, heavy breathing, greasy Southern women that, you know, mm -hmm. just licking her lips for a can of spam. And that's okay. I nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's just beans, pork and beans. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and it was interesting. I liked uh, Sarge's interaction with her and when they, cause that's where he, that was when he basically traded a pig before he really had permission to trade the pig. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Which was yeah. fine. You know, he made it work. Yeah, it was a, what a four hundred pound, five hundred pound hog, and yeah, like ten pounds of beans or something for seventy five gallons of fuel. Yeah, jeez, can you imagine doing that math right now? Although the price of fuel's up, but what, what's what's fuel in your place right now, Ren? Uh, four fifty five a gallon. So even if you rounded up the five bucks, right? Yeah. So three hundred and fifty, three hundred. So about four hundred dollars worth of fuel. Yeah. So 
I guess it's not the the worst trade in the world, but no. I, you know, um, because fuel was pretty shy too. Yeah, I mean, out, outright for a two hundred pound hog, we pay a dollar a pound. Oh, okay. So, so, yeah, well, it's really not a bad trade at all, really. You know, yeah, especially considering <laughs> that they had quite a few hogs on hand at that point. And did were they? That was the boar, the big boar. That was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you? What did you think? Or the, the thing that put me, I guess, in in the shoes of those guys was the whole idea of needing to uproot the family from where mm-hmm. they were comfortable. Cause yeah. you know, you and I both are, you know, husbands who have daughters and <laughs> at home. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so did you, did you give any thought to that? Like how, like, did you feel, feel with him? Do you know what I mean? Like uh, along with it, because to me it was like, I really felt for Morgan because I knew that his wife was running him through the ringer saying, I don't want to move. And, you know, how did you take to that? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I, I that's like le- last case or uh, worst case scenario is have to move from any position. You know, it, if if you're in your house and you have everything here, and I got to pick up and go live in like a ten by ten cabin that has nothing, and it's plywood walls and plywood floors. There's, you know. That's that's gonna be a huge deal. I don't care if you got solar or not. And you know what? I, I can just imagine. I don't. I'm, I'm sure Aaron's pretty good about it. But I I know my girls wouldn't love the idea of going to the bathroom in an outhouse and that sort of thing. Yeah, our girls do not like outhouses. <laughs> it is what it is, right? Yeah. Well, yep. let's uh, let, let's say hello. Hey, Dan, how are you, bud? Hey, brother. Good to see you. Good to have you. This is great. You know what I never did? Um, I never asked what people were drinking. You, you drinking anything tonight, Dan? I just finished. Oh, okay. Right on. It's been beer all day. We played golf early this morning. And um, yeah, I just uh, we finished at a Japanese restaurant and had some beer over there. So I'll, oh, I'll grab another one. Nothing wrong. I got Maker's Mark tonight, of course. Oh, yeah. There you and go. Nate, what are you drinking? I have some Angel's Envy finished rye. Finished in Caribbean rum casks. Have you decided what you think of it yet? It's it's real sweet, which is not something I'm used to. Okay. Um, Well, considering you're not really sweet. What's that? It's got some bite. Bite, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, hunter proof, so yeah, it'll uh, put some hair in your chest. So here's a a, actually Dixon says uh, he says I can't help but feel that they brought hell to their own front door with all the shenanigans they were up to. Anybody, you want to talk about that, Dan? Yeah, I I, I kind of look at like modern day, what's going on, like the whole China, Taiwan, Russia thing. Yep. So you look at that and it's like, do you really want to be meek or do you really want to stand with a front? And so um, going back to the, uh, the, the micro versus the macro, it's like, do you really want to be? I think this is this is totally a gray man situation. If I yes. if, if this was me, I would want to be the gray man. I, I definitely don't want to bring anybody in. I, I just I want to lay low. Um, my wife and I, where we have our uh, our bug out place, it's it's a dead end road. There's nobody going to come out on that road unless they belong there. And if you show up there, then there's going to be a lot of questions from the time you get there until you get to where I am, for example. I am not inviting anyone out there. So I'm going to lay low. 
I'm going to do everything I can to protect me, my family, and make sure that it, at least push everybody off. I want somebody to like take a detour or something before we get there. It, I, I can't understand exactly after, you know, being in this third, actually I started the fourth book, but I can't understand, are they in a subdivision or are they in just some like little country neighborhood? You know, what is that situation out there? But it sounds to me like it's, it's kind of a country suburbish kind of a thing that uh, they've got and it's way too open. It's not defended well enough. And as my mind has been drawing the picture of the way that the book has been written, I, I think that there's it's it's kind of like a hundred houses in this little one mile area, and that's where everybody is. And you know, you have like a volunteer sheriff, volunteer fire department, those types of things. And I think everybody has been tight enough all these years. And now when everything has gone down, it 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 almost seems like DHS, Homeland Security, or whatever you want to call them, and then FEMA, it seems like they're paying way too much attention to this little rural area. So I don't know if it's at scale where it actually would be in the real world. I still think that it stretches the imagination enough that you could probably equate that to where most of us are in kind of like a uh, suburban um, area. I'm, I'm kind of in a suburban rural area in a subdivision kind of a thing. Um, I have a lot more freedom here and I could kind of see that happening where I live. Yeah, I I see it a lot as a kind of how our, our neighborhood is set up. We have probably about 20 or 30 houses back here on a horseshoe lane and you have the one house that has 40 or 50 acres. That was the lady uh, at their back where uh, she had people coming in, right? Yeah. 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 I'm trying to remember if that was this book or if it's the next book. Yeah, you're right. It, it's this book. Yeah. Yeah, she was yeah. Morgan killed the deer and then took her pieces of it when she yeah. was so skinny. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's who that's I can't they, they talk me. about her. They talk about her her uh, her having 40 acres. So right. it's funny. I actually that's when you said that, Nate. Um from your description of where you live, not that I've been there yet, but that's kind of what I was picturing because you guys are kind of the 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 rural fringe of the urban, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, this so whole community of Morgan's kind of backs up onto a whole bunch of land, which I guess gives them some security. But it also, like they said, it, it's still pretty open, you know, and hard to defend. They've they've got it kind of bottlenecked with their checkpoints and everything. But like Chris said, I kind of find more Morgan's on the offensive more than the defensive sometimes, right? Right. So. A lot of that has to do with Sarge, too. I think Sarge goats him into it. He does. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I totally get it. I, I I do. But the whole marching the guys down within a couple of miles of DHS and slitting their throats or shooting them right there. It's like, it's almost, come on, guys. You're just asking for it. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you just do that somewhere in a swamp? Put put a couple of bricks on them and let them sink. I, I, I know. I, I think. I, I'm sure it has a bit to do with, like you said, with Sarge. I think there's more, you know, Sarge knows more than we know at that point. Mm -hmm. And I, he probably already knows what his mission is, you know, so he's kind of tried to piss him off. And then, of course, Morgan and the, was it the old sheriff that took off and joined the DHS? Yeah. Mark. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. never got along a whole lot. And again, that goes back to Morgan being on the offensive all the time when he, 
when he was nice enough to dispatch his neighbors, remember? Right. And then was I right to say Morgan put a bullet in Mark? Yes. Uh, no, no, not Mark. Uh, was, was, it, was it Morgan or was it his wife that shot him? Oh. No, you're you're talking about at the end. Yeah, yeah, because that was in this book, right? When the old sheriff finally gets... Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I think so. I just re-listened to it. and Yeah, because they... Mark in, in the third book is who attacked Morgan. Yes. In yep, the yep. Town. When the DHS showed up as they were bugging out or get, you know, right before they bugged out, Mark was there. Yes. Yeah. He, he, he was basically spearheading it. It seemed like, or at least a big part of it. Cause yeah. that was the kids. Um, wasn't Mel and the kids, they were out hiding in that tree, weren't they? Or they yeah. were supposed to. That's yeah. right. That, right. And was yeah. it Morgan that shot him or was it, was it Mel or one of the kids that shot him? It was Morgan, was it? It was no. either Morgan or one of, or Danny. Yeah. Okay. Danny or Thad, I think. Yeah, I couldn't remember for sure. But yeah, that was, I was glad he got his, that that was nice in the book anyway, that that, that took, you know, that they were able to get rid of him anyway. Yeah. In, in, the, in the Telegram group, when I was in book two, I, I felt that there was something really negative that was getting ready to hit Thad. And, oh, I, I'm I'm just going to tell you I got I got a little emotional when everything went south with Thad and his family. It really I mean it it hit a spot. I don't know why it did, but I think I, I was uh, projecting his, his son. I, I was projecting something with that little boy, and so I mean I had to take a pause. Like I was breathing heavy at that, and it's like okay I I can't go on right now. So. I had to just kind of think about that for a minute, but that it, it was so sad. And if, if you remember during, before the book two part started, um, I said something about, Oh, don't spoil it for me, but I really feel something bad's happening to Thad. And then after, yeah, after he got home, it was like, okay, great. I think, I think we're going to have a successful story here. And then, yeah, DHS and the mailman shows our FEMA and the mailman shows up and ruins everything for him sucked oh that was hard the uh the mailman just cracked me up i don't know why there's just something about the fact that you got u.s post running around doing all the dirty work for for the government you know there's something what? fitting about that <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's that that turn in book two i think got everybody because it came out of left field yeah. like you didn't expect that at all, and that was way the hell out of left field. Yeah. Book two is so oh – man, that book just kills you. Because not just what happened to Thad's family, but what Thad does afterwards, too. Oh, mm -hmm. my God. It, yeah. that, it And if that doesn't – if it doesn't jump up and grab you a little bit, there's something wrong with you. Because that – yeah. 30, 37 chapters to finally hear from Jess. I'm like, when are we going to hear from Jess? When are we going to hear from Jess? And then at the very end, it's like, okay, here we are. And so th the build that they did from book two, just to just concentrate on this camp that she's in was fantastic. I, th I think he did a really good job with that piece. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the camp there, uh, Dan? Well, I was in the Marine Corps for a lot of years. Kind of sounds like uh, one of the uh, places that we hung out. Honestly, we did uh, a lot of exercises where we would, have um, um, enactments of terrorist camps and things like that, and everything's all uh, tied in. You're here for your own good. 
it wasn't as slavish, but you start getting people after a while that are running these things and they do start getting that attitude. They do start feeling like they're the master to the slave kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. So what was going on with Singer and the way that she was reacting, I, 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 I think that was totally natural. I think that's exactly what could have happened. She yes, I did it ever say what singer did before she was at the camp? No, nope. I don't think so. Anybody want to make a guess? Because she really strikes me as a government employee. I, I, I could be wrong, but it seems like the type of person that has no home life or was miserable at home, so she got her control off of her job. You know what? She was probably a freaking wastebasket empty in person at the <laughs> payroll department for the federal government and they said hey we need bodies in this encampment over here and she's like oh i got some power and then she went stupid have you guys either of you read two, uh, 299 days no not yet i've gotten through book four okay so i'm rereading it now or re-listening where i'd been jumping around but i i listened to it for a while and then i get bored and i went on to something else but there's a neighbor in there that attacks the main character's wife and she ends up going off to run an even worse version of a FEMA camp than this. And she reminds me quite a bit of singer, uh, just kind of useless until she gets there and then the power goes to her head. So yeah. Yeah. And can't, can't Chris or angry American, he can write bad guys or antagonists like nobody else. <laughs> People that you hate, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I eyeball into book four. Wait till you get the Niagata. Oh yes, Niagata. And you. yeah, anyway, I don't want to. Oh my god, yep, I just want to talk about that. I know <laughs> I just want to talk about it, but I won't. Uh, but yes, what a piece of shit. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Singer is just okay. I almost wanted to jump up and cheer when Jess put Singer in her place. I really, oh, really enjoyed great. that. Yeah, yes. that was great. Yes. <laughs> it was like Jess went from a, a meek and mild girl to that was the point where she really found her balls, eh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Mary tried to disappear into the floor. Yes. So I put a note. I was listening to that. And it almost seems like Mary has either Stockholm lamb. Syndrome or PTSD or something. Stockholm what Syndrome. Ab I, I absolutely thought that. Yes. Yeah. She ratted. Well, as we well, go. Yeah. She did. She ratted, right? That's, yeah, yeah, she, she did. did. That's mm -hmm. right. I forgot about that. That I think yep. that's why I wrote that down because she was the one they like, you know, because they really didn't know. They they suspected. Singer Singer mm -hmm. thought. And speaking of that, jump all around. Is that real? Do you think killing somebody oh, yeah. with chewing tobacco? Oh yeah. Yeah. It is. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> totally unrelated, but we watched. Um, what was oh Ozark, and oh, okay. one of the things that that they brought out in Ozark was all of the uh, the cherry pits have um, cyanide arsenic for yeah, cyanide. Yes, yeah. And so she had uh, crushed up all these cherry pits, and then she made coffee with him. She was on a hike, and then all of a sudden he has a heart attack, and it ended up being cyanide poisoning. But yeah, I I heard oh God back in the eighties. A friend of mine told me he said. He, he was tired of a certain individual in his life. And he said, you know, all I have to do is just take about a pack of cigarettes and just put that in the coffee filter. And then I, I, I can, I can make this person have a heart attack. Wow. I, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. 
It, so those the bottle those vape bottle juices. Yep. You've heard of kids getting hold of those things and drinking them oh, and yeah. dying. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be there'd be way less flavor even than that. Not that we're not. This is totally um, <laughs> hypothetical <laughs> conversations here, guys. Whoever yeah. NSA, whoever's listening. So yes, but it that kind of thing reminds me of something that I would have read back in high school when I was big into like the anarchist cookbook and things like mm -hmm. that. Did you guys ever get into that back in the day? I don't know. What you're about. About. Yes, totally. Oh, <laughs> he's probably got a written. <laughs> I remember. Oh, that was awesome! Yes, <laughs> the stuff in that's got to be pretty thin now. My best. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I downloaded it. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, back in the day. Yes, I. I'm not even sure how I got a hold of the first copy. It was on the internet in like '95, mm '96, -hmm. something like that. Oh, yeah. I don't even. Yeah, ah, I was working. No, it had to have been '97 because I was working at the library and I downloaded it and printed the whole thing off. And yep. even at that point, quite a bit of stuff was already starting to get a bit dated. Because it was all that phone freaking and things from the 80s. Oh, yeah. And yeah. That had kind of passed. Oh, Jolly Rogers cookbook also. That's from, do you guys remember that one? I vaguely remember that. Mm, I don't remember that one. I'm 53. I don't remember it. Jolly Rogers, I'm pretty sure, was a, a hacker. And I think he might have been the one that ended up going to jail for a while. So Freedom Freedom uh, Media knows for sure. But yeah, I love that kind of. I watched a documentary on phone freaking a while ago. And it was yeah, I don't know. I don't know how we get down this rabbit hole, but it's fun. So <laughs> it's our show. We get to do what we want, right? <laughs> but, hey, I, I'm going to go sidebar ahead. real quick. I have I, I I was able to do the podcast like two days after um, for the first book. The second one, I haven't even listened to it yet. Um, but I I was my schedule has been so jammed up this summer. So I have really been looking forward to being just, just listening to everybody talk about book three. And then I, I had no idea that you were going to let us be a part of the whole thing. So thanks, Tim. I appreciate it. Oh, that. no, I, I guess so, I should have been more. Yeah, I love it. I It's fun. I, this is some of the highlight of my month, man. It, it was funny because it all just came out of a conversation. I was like back in March or something. I'm like, mm -hmm. You know, we should start a book club. And yeah, I said, well, when I get back from vacation. Yeah. And yeah, because then you mentioned it to Chris in his live stream and then got the ball rolling. Yeah. That yeah. was awesome. And we'll have to have him back on too. Uh, I, well, I mean, it's up to his schedule, of course, but I was kind of thinking maybe around halfway through book five or something, maybe we'll see yeah. what we get him back on. Yeah. Well, have him jump have in on book five. Books, right? What's that? 11 books right now. 11 yeah. at the moment. 12. When he was on the show, it sounded like 12 should have been coming out in August, but I haven't, you guys seen anything on that yet? Not yet. 12 should be coming out soon, but he's talking at least 20. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. I love it. He's a great, great writer. writer. He really is. He doesn't look like it. He looks like some guy is he's he's going to sharpen knives and do some gardening, but mm -hmm. man, he's sit back he's and chew on a cigar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a guy I follow on TikTok. He I think he's the guy that sells you heard of Battle Box before? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's I think he's the one that runs it, but he reminds me a lot of Chris as well. They they're just kind of those big burly, you know, prepper survival types and mm -hmm. You um, asked what we were drinking, by the way. So my yes. wife brought me up a, um, it's called Wilderness Trail, Kentucky Straight Bourbon. I have about Ooh. 20 different bottles of various bourbons. So that's nice. what we got tonight. I got to break into some more. I got a couple more bottles over there I haven't even touched yet, but that's okay. I still got quite a bit of peach fuel to, to finish up yet. So you Canadians got to get better stuff north of the border. Mm. 
Well, you know what it's like? Well, maybe you don't, but it costs an arm and a leg and another arm just to buy it up here. Yeah. But even, even if you figure in the exchange rate, we pay about twice what you guys pay for your liquor. So it, yeah, that's why I always buy it in the States and bring it back with me the, what I can anyway. But when you uh, when you had me on the podcast, um, God, several months ago, mm -hmm. I, I was the profile person or whatever you call it. We that was a Sunday night. I had to call off work the next day. We <laughs> you know, the conversation was flowing, and so was the the bourbon. And yeah, I had to take a day off. <laughs> All right, it happens. Absolutely happens. Okay, so, so yes, with, go ahead, Dan. What, okay. we, we never got you to share your thought. Or, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're you're here now, but I got Nate and and also I I did. We shared kind of what we thought and a quick overview of it. But so, what were your kind of initial thoughts of book three? I, I thought that they did a great segue, segue uh, from <laughs> two to three. Yeah, but I I really think that they over they kind of overkilled a little bit on. Um, what they're doing with um, Sarge and the guys. It was almost too convenient that they could drop into this little suburbia that they live in. Um, but, you know, poetic verse, whatever he's he's doing with this story. Okay, let, let's stretch the imagination just a little bit and let's go there. So th that was totally okay, um, but a stretch. But as we got further and further into the story, I like the way that he he has developed everything between this new National Guard element that they're having conversations with. I like what they have done there. I totally agree with, um, spoiler alert, if not everybody has done this, uh, done this, this particular book, but what he said about, we're going to watch and see what happens. We're going to see what their, uh, the TTP that, uh, tactics, techniques, and uh, I can't remember what the TTP is, um, the P part is, but we're going to watch and let them, you know, basically kill these guys. And if they all die today, we're going to learn from it. We're, we're going to see what their protocols are, and then we'll be able to learn from that so that we, we can fight them another day. Mm -hmm. um, I totally see that. I mean, I think that's totally legitimate because you know, as small a force as they are, if if they had rolled down in there and uh, the guy that had gotten away in the prison bus and all that, um, remember whenever they brought all of them back and, and they were having that little conversation with them and then they, they got the attack. I totally can see that and I can totally see not wanting to engage in it, although it'd be unfortunate. You're, you're not going to take your small force into a battle like that, knowing that you're going to get wiped out. We got another military guy who, and I need to show you Jake. Yes, of, of Ravenwood Acres. If you guys aren't following Jake, what a great feller. He he's he did a whole comm series, and he also does a whole bunch of Stanley, um, Stanley uh, cook stoves and that kind of stuff. Like old, yeah, just what a great channel. And Jake's just salt of the earth kind of guy. We're going to have him on the show when he's finally back stateside. So I, if, he, if he's in Korea right now, I'm sure it's a late oh, nice. night, but he might be back. So yeah, he's spent quite a bit of time over there. So um, there's a few things, a few other notes. I, I really like the, uh, I think it was Morgan that had the Berkey filters and made a filter out of five gallon buckets. Yeah. My, yeah. That was like a full setup. That's that. Yeah. That's real. 
four days he said so he'll be back in four days that's good yeah yeah i think he not that he's counting the days down but yeah um, I, I, I jumped on you I, I crawled across your your talk there what were you saying uh nicole had that set up at lftn that five gallon uh, bucket berkey oh okay i didn't even notice yes i do remember talking about it though yeah that's what that was um kind of un, un, underneath that patio yeah over on the right side she had a toilet valve in there so it would actually fill up oh i should have looked at that that's um, cool yeah yeah and, because andy andy higginbotham built it built it for her. well you know what he's coming back on the show in october so i will pick his brain then there you go that's awesome um what about uh what, they had a conversation was it morgan and thad i think they talked about what they missed and one of them mentioned Little Debbie Cakes. I don't know why that made me smile so much, but I always reminded me of the uh, Zombieland, you know, when mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson is looking yes. for Twinkies, right? Twinkies, yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to laugh. I like Because they were talking about, wasn't it Big Macs too or Wendy's? What was it he was talking about? It was one of the fast food chains. Yeah. What about, uh, so Sarge... The, I'm bad with names. Remember they ran in, so they ran into the family or the, the dad with the, the teenage son. Chase. The dad was a real kind of salt of the earth kind of guy, but the son had a deadbeat friend and they ended up breaking into the cabins oh, and stuff. Yeah. And then they told the story about he made him go pick up a switch, remember? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah. You put your own switch. <laughs> yeah, Chase. Yeah. You're that's it. Chase. Your thumb. Yeah. Yes. And it reminds because I had my dad on the show a few weeks ago and he talked about that too, about how his father would, Tell him to go out and cut a switch. Thank God he never did that to me. But <laughs> isn't that who they met at the antenna? Was it? I can't oh, remember. Man. There's so many kids. The guys they met at the antenna were the same people that, that Morgan ran into with the helicopter, right? At the helicopter, yes. Yeah. And then I don't know. There's so many of these little communities, and they keep popping up too, which is kind of cool. But it. I, I can't wait for him to turn this into a TV show, a long, a long form mm-hmm. series, because it will be rather interesting. Rachel says it was five guys burgers that he was talking. Yes. About. Yes. That's who I remember that. You know, I've never had a five guys. I need to try it sometime. Oh I've heard good God. things. Uh, no, no, they're not <laughs> worth it. Oh, it's a heart attack waiting to happen. And it's the best G damn burger you'll ever eat. I, I, for me, I, I personal preference. Yes. I've been, I've been keto for so long. He started talking about little Debbie's and I'm like, Oh my God, I could use one of those oatmeal pies right now. I, yeah. And funny. I, I know I, I love those things. And then when you eat them, you're just like, ah, just, I don't know. It just doesn't, it lets me down sometimes. But so what about the, the cabin guy, you know, the crazy, but he's not quite crazy. Okay. I don't want to give too much away because they run into him later on, mm-hmm. but so can you do you remember Nate how this interaction went because it wasn't too crazy was it the original one was not but him firing off the round when they were going down the road kind of leads into it and yeah he does come back yes and yes he does <laughs> I when he loosed that round I probably would have fired around back at him. Yeah, because they were just driving along, and and he kind of stepped out and shot from a distance, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Remember that. He, he you'll, it'll all, it'll all come. You, you'll remember more when he comes mm-hmm. back the next time. Okay. Right? We yeah. won't. Yeah, yeah. But but they ran into him 
was he originally living at the cabins where they moved to, or was it a different set of cabins? No, he was at the, uh, uh, yeah, the park with the bathrooms, if I remember. Right. That where they, yeah, where they went, where they'd occasionally go the for picnic a table. They yeah. ran in when they went to go get the picnic table. That's what it was. Yes. And he's, he, he just kind of get, I, he strikes me as maybe a guy that was on, you know, anxiety or some kind of crazy medication and it just gradually got worse as he didn't have it, you know? Yep. Cause he definitely, Oh, look who we have. We have, well, almost Rachel's on her way. There we go. Hi, Rachel. How's it going? Oh, I'm having that echo feedback thing like last time. Oh, perfect. <laughs> we can't hear it on our end. It's good so far. But. And Her dog now, bark. The, now the dogs are going ape shit. I'm going to back out of this and see if. Sure. All right. <laughs> so, um, yes, what, go ahead, what yeah. you're talking about um, kind of pulled my mind toward the clearing. So, after they cleared uh, or they, they killed the uh, DHS slash FEMA, I, I can never remember which ones they are. They're both evil, so it doesn't matter, but whenever they went through the trailer park and started oh, killing people. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I, as I'm, as I'm reading the part about the old man, that was, I think he was eating um, on a TV tray or something, watching television or whatever he was doing. I, I don't think that was really fleshed out very well to make the reader understand that they were dealing with a bad guy at that point. So I, at first, he he did later kind of flesh that out, but up front, he he didn't really say it well. And I kind of felt like, well, they just went and killed some old guy for almost no reason at all. So it really, it, it didn't sit well the way that it came across. But after they went out and they were around the picnic tables and the fire and all of that, that little uh, piece of the story came out. It, it started making sense. Like we were definitely in an encampment and maybe that's what the, the reader was supposed to understand is they were in an encampment of people that were DHS uh, people uh, in these trailers in this trailer park uh, that were being taken care of because, you know, they're, they're taking care of the lady who wanted the, the pig and all that stuff. Uh, she gave everybody the fuel. So, um, yeah, maybe there were there were some assumptions there, but it really didn't register quite well with me until uh, probably several pages later. That okay, it was it was a good clean kill. This was definitely a bad guy, but yeah, that portion wasn't really well fleshed out. I didn't think. Chris does that a lot. This is mm -hmm. probably the third time we've had this discussion. Um, he, I don't know how to put it. I want to say he shows before he tells, and it, it seems this is, I would say it happens once in each of the first three books for sure, where the protagonist does something that makes you question their motives. You're like, wow, you just killed somebody for no reason. And then after the fact, one of two things, either Chris, the, the author already thought about it, or He's like, you know what? That did seem a little harsh. I better add in a little bit to justify it. Because it always comes out in the end that they were right. But a lot of times yeah. his characters make decisions and maybe they have the knowledge, but we don't, as, as a reader, we don't have that knowledge. And it makes you feel a little uncomfortable. Almost like, oh, these guys aren't that good. 
And then afterwards, he's like, oh, by the way, they were really bad. They were pedophile, friggin' mm-hmm. mass murderers, right? Like, Because, again, it happened, oh, with the, the serial killers, right, uh, Nate? Or the, you know, the boys there that they found out were the... Yeah. Yeah. And then it happened... The ones in the shed in book one? Yes, it happened multiple times. Up. Yeah. Hey, we got uh, somebody in here. I was just going to shout out to Survival Punk. He said, oh, an apocalyptic book that I haven't read yet. Well, we're we're deep into spoiler territory for book three of this series, mm-hmm. but my friend, it's great to have you, and you're more than welcome to hang around, but we're big fans of the Going Home book series here, so if you're interested, dig around and, and read them or listen to them, because the if, if you like audiobooks, um, Duke Fontaine is an incredible uh, narr- narrator as well, but yes, yeah, I want to know dig into it. I really like him. He, he is definitely a good order. Um, I, I did a lot of the books for uh, the Longmire series hmm. and George Guidall. He's he's a very good order. Um, but I, I would actually put Duke Fontaine kind of up in his category. He he does intonation very well for expressing uh, yes. the female voice in that. So I, I, I really like him. Um, I think Chris was. Um, oh, shoot. What's his last name? Chris, uh, whatever. Chris Dixon. Yeah, oh, Chris yes. and I am not fifty. That's all I I remember him by. But uh, we we had a thing on Telegram and Duke Fontaine. It was like it was keen in everybody's head, and it reminded me of uh, the movie Grease. Remember the uh, TV Ooh. guy? And it yeah. was like Duke Fontaine. That was the guy behind the camera. I I don't think that was his name, but that that's what it reminded us of. Because it's uh so one thing that was cool that Chris threw out when I interviewed him was that Duke is apparently a fairly well-known actor in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And the name Duke Fontaine is a, a pseudonym or, you know, a, a yep. fake name because he he thought if he was attached to narrating a prepper slash survival book, it might hurt his career or something. So, Yeah, I'm curious who it is. I know. It drives me crazy. When he because mentioned that, I was like, oh, yeah. I, I can't pick out the voice. I, I can't pick out voices anyway. I'm bad at the best of times, but... Well, it's got to be somebody good that can disguise their voice. Yeah. And what I like, I think one of my favorite parts about Duke, you're talking about his imitation and things like that. He, you can tell who the character is that's speaking just by his voice, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just in, sometimes it's just slight and you don't even realize, you know, who's speaking yep. until you're listening and you're like, oh yeah. And a lot of times it's just a little up or a little down or, you know, he's just so good at it. Yeah, that, that's the thing. So Duke, or I'm sorry, Duke, uh, Sarge and Nate, they both have a very similar sound, but he has just enough difference that you, you can tell the difference between the two of them. So though I, I think it's Nate. Um, it's it's one of the guys that's in his crew. Maybe maybe it's not Nate, but um, uh, it's either Dak, Mike, or Ted. 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 Maybe Ted. Yeah. Ted. And yeah, you, you can tell he's using a very similar intonation with him, but it's just similar enough that you know that it's not it's not Sarge. Oh yeah, and he's good. Even like somebody like Jeff. I Jeff's one of my favorite characters for some reason. And he just has like a slight, I don't even know how to explain it, almost like a bit of a surfer voice or something, just ever so slightly. And it's all it's all Vince, and he doesn't even when he does female voices, he doesn't try to sound how do you put it like fake feminine you know or like some yeah. super high pitched but mm-hmm. you know it's a lady talking yeah, yeah. 
and we're going to welcome Rachel back. How you doing, Rachel? I'm doing good. Uh, good. It actually helps if I take my YouTube off before I try getting on StreamYard so that you're not hearing yourselves or I'm not hearing, you know, everything on top of the Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So how have you been? Doing all right. Um, when you guys were talking about the group that was in the trailer park, yes. those were the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Right. Remember they yeah, caught yes. those they had caught those three raiders and that was when they said about where the park was and um Sarge had said these people need killing and we're going to take everybody that's not the women and children because they that were the ones that were going around and doing the burning and murdering and thieving and mm -hmm. and then the DHS comes in and rescues everybody from these horrible people that are on their payroll <laughs> Yeah, that was so you almost could see it coming, right? You're like, oh yeah, you know, they're they're sending these people in ahead of time doing their dirty work. And it, it's a trope in some of the other post-apocalyptic books I've read where raiders come in ahead of time and they're just state sponsored. You know, uh, do you guys ever read about pirates and privateers? Mm -hmm. And the only the only difference was that privateers were government sponsored and, and pirates were independent. Other than that, they they raped and pillaged and killed. Just the same, you know? Yep. So now that you're on here, Rachel, I'd like to get your thoughts. Um, it's kind of a touchy subject, but I thought I wanted to ask about it. So the whole idea of sexual assault seems to be a prevalent mm -hmm. theme in control and, and that sort of thing. Did What, what were your thoughts in, in this book, especially? As regards to like, whether or not that would well, happen, or because no, it's, I, it's such a hard, I even hate hearing about it, you know. But it, I, I yes, yeah. so start with whether it would happen because I, I think it probably would. But well, yeah, I mean, anytime that people have the ability to take control over a situation, what more control can you have over somebody, really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To take away their bodily anatomy. Uh, Autonomy. Right. Autonomy. Thank you. I was lost on the word there. That's okay. Um, when they got caught after, the only thing I could think was, man, Mary's gotta go. I and understand. that probably seems that probably seems really, really harsh. But in all honesty, what level of betrayal do you find to be acceptable? No, in that we situation, you can't accept any. We talked about exactly. that. Because yeah. we, do you think that Mary had a bit of Stockholm syndrome or um, a little PTSD? Absolutely, she was just so terrified of anything outside those walls. She'd do anything to just stay there because, do you have any idea what can happen out there? And that was pretty much well, her whole thing. You know, the the grass is not always greener. We're we're safe. We're warm. We have food. They protect us. Really? Did they protect you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, not even close, eh? Yeah. I and Mary Mary's PTSD gets worse. Yes, it does, for sure. Before, spoiler. Yes. We, yeah, we won't we'll stay away <laughs> from it, but yeah. Did, oh no, that's obvious. It yeah. really is. Did did they ever mention and I'm gonna I'll ask Nate this too, but did they ever mention why Mary's PTSD was so bad? Like what may have happened to her beforehand? I don't think they did, did they? No, but once you start getting into book four, you're gonna see 
a lot of stuff that really will tick that that up a lot. So, I only got a chapter and a half today, so yeah. book four is really good. You'll enjoy. Have you started it yet, Rachel? No, I actually re-listened to this one during the day so that I could make sure that I was uh, remembering everything before we got started. I should have. I, I, I re-listened to it about two weeks ago, and I've listened to three or four books since, so it's, it's all kind of jumbled. But they. Oh, I only listened to this for the first time two weeks ago. Ah, that works. <laughs> what, what were they doing to them? They had music. When, once they took them into the... Because torture is a big theme in this book too, right? I always... Maybe I'm a sadist, but I well, really enjoy Sarge's torture. <laughs> oh, uh, now you're getting into book four. Am I okay? Uh, so the music was that not in book three? That's in book, music? that's in book four. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's more torture involved there, but I won't. Yeah, um, it all blends book, book together. Three, they are literally just thrown in the brig. Okay. Yeah, and, and you don't have. It was Shane and his boy, but they, but they, they do get jumped though, right? Uh, because they they met and they give them the the map, and then we were talking about because yeah. Dan was talking about how Sarge said, and and I that was a little cold, but you know I always call Morgan a realist, but Sarge hey. is even a bigger realist, I think. Yeah, I mean you yeah. you had Leanne with them, and she'd already been shot once, so true. I thought it was Taylor with them. Was it? Uh, when it wasn't shot, could be. But I either think way, was Morgan was the one that wanted to go help them. But yeah, his daughter was there. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, when yeah. when um, he pulled her punk card and said, "Oh, there's not going to be any shooting. Go ahead and take her with you." It's like, mm -hmm. no, yeah. probably at least a fifty percent chance that there's going to be shooting going on. Yeah. That whole thing too. Uh, that that is such a married, a married couple's interactions too. You know, each of you friggin', you know, everybody loves each other, but the whole, I don't want to say pushing each other's buttons, but just, you know, one person tests the other a little bit, and then then you're all fucked up. You know, you're like, oh man, now now I'm my back's against a wall. I got no choice. Now I got to take her. Yep. Okay. So I will say the one thing I do like about. Um, the Going Home series is there's not a ton of sex scenes in these books. Yeah, you're right. I no, I don't know if there's any. Has there? Morgan, Morgan, Morgan shows, yeah, he 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 puts his hand up a robe. Like, right, and that's the only thing you've ever heard. But yeah, you you read some of these other ones like uh, um, Zombie Rules, and that it, there's like a threesome in there. It's like every other book. It's yeah, I mean, it's you're like, right. Because uh, that drives me nuts. You, <laughs> you know, the the Walking Dead was bad for that. You're like, okay, yeah, you guys are absolutely filthy. You're disgusting. You've been on the road for weeks. You're mm -hmm. trying to stay alive, but hey, let's have sex. You know, it's like, yeah. really, yeah. like I get it. I totally get it. But yes, you're right, Nate. I, I do appreciate that for sure. Yeah, so I'm at work. What's that, Nate? I'm at work, and either I'm playing it on my radio or I'm listening to it in my earbuds. I don't want to be listening to this stuff. Or yes, so yes, yes, there was, and that—that's what I was going to say. Was ah, uh, you know, sex in this is is almost a power. It, it's almost always discussed in a power scenario. Yeah. You know, whether it's um, wasn't Jess? Who was it that went out on the Fred? In the what was it? Fred. Fred. Yes. 
Yeah. 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 And again, there it was. It was always every, it's always a power thing. It's always a, yeah. I'm going to exert my power over you and you're going to take it because I'm the boss and you're not. Because if it works, then now you have built your little fiefdom by one. And every time that happens on the female side, you're constantly building another brick. And then, and this is just my opinion, based off of the whole Fred scenario, if, if you continue doing that and you get more and more women, they're going to bring more and more people in general to allow you to build your, your, your piece of your community. Yeah, I don't know true. if it would be embarrassment or just sheer power alone that would allow you to do that. But I think that that has a whole lot to play in it is um, you're, you're becoming your own personal king maker in doing that because you, you now have exercised that power. It's definitely a theme in Chris's book, you know, o overall. I, I appreciate what I, what I really like about reading Chris's stuff is that he doesn't shy away. You know, so I watched, uh, there was a, I don't know if it was a video or it was an article I read the other day. They're talking about the new Game of Thrones coming out and how they've tamed it down because it's been made post whatever. You know what I mean? They don't want to piss people off. And so now they've tamed everything down and whatever it is. But I mean, if you, if you watched the first series of Game of Thrones, you know, it ended horribly. But I mean, that was about as erotic and violent and, you know, it, all of that. And what I like about Chris is he, it, it feels like he's telling the story from the nineties and that's what I enjoy. You know, there, there's, there's certainly no politically correctness in his books or very little. Yeah. There, there, there have been a couple of things that have popped up that didn't seem right um, in today's world culture. And so I did go back and look to see how long ago. And I, I thought it was further back when he wrote this just because some of the things were not politically correct. Um, and it, it wasn't that long ago, you know, book one, two, and three were really, in the grand scheme of things, were not that long ago. It's, yeah, no. yeah. it's kind of funny how quick we get either sensitized or desensitized to modern sensibilities, whatever you want to call it. You know, like I, some of my favorite characters are, are Ted, you know, those guys when they're all the military guys, because I love their humor. Their humor is so politically incorrect. Yeah. And when I had Chris on the show, I asked him, I said, you know, or have things got mellowed out at all or any? No, no. And it, you guys haven't read book 11 yet, but I would say book 11 is, have you read 11, Nate? No. Okay. I'm, well, I'm waiting to be able to find it on audiobook. Okay. Yeah. Because it, to me, he's every bit as politically incorrect as he was in the earlier book. So I appreciate that about him. You're, you're, we're going back 15 years now. And yeah. so keeping the same tenor through the whole thing. That's good. Yeah, I appreciate it. So what are your thoughts, Rachel? What else did you think about the, the book? Uh, I really like the way he plays things out. I actually agree with you about Jeff's character. Really, really liking him. Yeah. He's just so, he's very mellow, very laid back, but... Like when Mark came at them and he was going to shoot Morgan and Morgan was just so stunned by the whole thing. Just, you know, pop, pop, took him out. Just doing business. He's Reload. Such a, yeah. He, he's a cool dude. Hey, like, cause he did it when they were walking the guys to the FEMA camp too, when they killed mm -hmm. him on, cause the ones on the road. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, Rachel, 
Who was the yep. one that took out Mark? That was Jeff. Okay. That's ah, Jeff. good. We couldn't remember. We had earlier. We couldn't remember because I couldn't. I was thinking it was Morgan, but then I was like, I think it was somebody else that shot him when he, because it was when they they were behind the house or whatever, and he was trying to protect his family because they were in they were in the tree, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. they were in a broke okay. down tree. Yes, reminds me of a tree that we used to when we used to go to my uncle's hunting camp. It was always a great big hollow tree like that. And when I was a kid, I'd climb into it. Yeah. So if if you recall when they were having the cookout and yep. I, I, I got very confused during this point, but um, I, who was it that got killed during the cookout? Danny, I think. No, it wasn't no, Danny. Danny. No, no, no Danny. Still. That's the thing. Um, I'll, I'll think of his name here in a second, but it, he was a main character through, throughout the book up until this point. But I think Chris made a mistake in the way that he wrote that because Reggie. The, yeah. The, yes, the pig guy. The pig guy. Yeah. And the and the tractor guy. So no, Reggie, Reggie got shot uh when after that. No, no, he because got they, he got killed at the cookout. Yeah. Reggie think, was the one who had the pigs, wasn't he? Yeah. Did Reggie get killed on the road or did he get killed? He got no, killed. it was a different guy. Yeah, yeah. I think well, it was at the cookout. Go but, ahead, Dan. But what 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 I got confused about, and this is where I think Chris maybe made a mistake in the way that he wrote it, was he said that Danny got hit, dropped to his knees, and then the next thing you know, Reggie's laying there with a big hole in his in his chest. And it, it wasn't like the situation, where, you know, like where Morgan took the, the 50 caliber round to the chest and it hit a, a magazine pouch. And, you know, it stopped him from, from getting killed then. But the same thing happened with Danny. And then the next thing you know, Reggie's dead. So I think he made a mistake there. I Maybe it's a challenge to go back and reread that part. But that's that's one of those odd things that didn't make sense to me. And I went back two or three times. It's like, okay, it's definitely Reggie dead. But Danny that got shot, according to the way he wrote that. Because Danny, so you're does, actually, oh, you're actually reading the book, and like the actual physical book, Dan. Both. Yeah. Okay, because I did the audio book, and I'm pretty sure Tim did the audio book also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so okay, one and here, when I went back and read on Good Goodreads, and and you read it all through Amazon, one of the a lot of readers' biggest complaints about the written book. A lot of people say that there should have been an editor involved. Yeah. And it's no slam because in the audio, of course, I think Duke probably corrects a lot of things because I didn't notice anything. I don't know if it's just me. I just didn't. But apparently that's a bit of a an ongoing issue. Did, so did yeah. You, yeah. Did you read well, and, and you hear it in the audio books? Sure. Yeah, there are like, sometimes, yes. Every, every once in a while you'll hear them go back and add words, and it's like Okay, that sounded totally different. So you went back and fixed that. Have you? Yeah. Anybody noticed that? Every so often, Duke sounds completely different. Yeah. It, yeah. There'd be a snippet jammed into it. You're like, yeah. yep, that yeah. was a, mo they modified that for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So what, Uh. yeah, what else did you guys, Um. what about Sarge's? torture scene again because he's had what's this two or three now which one <laughs> this, well, this was the 
Which ones did he have? It was three guys again, right? Uh, yeah. Was this the one they fed the pigs again? The second uh, that was the previous book. Yeah, that was the previous. This was, was the one too. with the guys that broke in. What, they, oh, they the teenage the, boys. Well, the, the teenage no, boys. No, that's, by their that's father. not yet. Are we not talking about the teenage boys? No. Did, did you say his purchasing? Tor torturing? Oh, torturing. Yeah. Because it was the, the guys that told them where the trailer was, right? When they went, the, the compound, they, they they caught the three. That was in this book, right? I, I thought they no, fed those the ones. The pigs? I thought they fed that guy to the pigs because he shot Leanne. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just That's always appreciate Serge. Maybe. And, I don't know. Because that was the one where he beat the guy on the foot, right? Where he had the PVC pipe and he... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was book two. That was book two. Okay, I went back a little too far then. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to remember because so they Rachel, were the ones that got that got marched out onto the road and Jeff shot them because they were the ones that told him where the raiders were. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, but then after that, there was another the next guys that that told them where the compound was, right? Or was that was that the same group? That was those guys. Okay. Yeah, well then, who was it that got fed to the pigs? Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm yeah. further back because that that no, it, it might be the head in four or five. Okay, because I know it happens again. That yes. that was Pat's son and his friend that was uh, trying to find him, Randall, and I can't remember who the other boy was. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, because it was right after they got done after Thad fed the mailman to the pigs. Yeah, yes. that was Reggie. So he was the one that was shot. Yeah. Now that I now that I'm like taking it into context like that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I what about the, the DHS? I mean, obviously, it's, you know, he's not very uh, subtle about it, but there's quite a few um, Nazi kind of illustrations or, or kind of ideas in there. Do you guys did you pick up on that? I, I know yeah. what was it, was it when Sarge said, what is it with you guys in? Was it stadiums or when was that? I forget what that yeah. was. Uh, yeah, it was stadiums or something stadiums. like that. Yeah. And then yeah. when they're out, they're out doing the drive, or you know, when when uh, Fred goes out and they're trying to um, find supplies or whatever, right. and they, they they have a long conversation, and basically they're like, "You you need to get over it. You know, you just need to accept the fact mm -hmm. that we're going to feed you, and you need yeah. to stop asking so many damn questions." Yeah, when they killed when they killed that guy just to be all camp there for the night for the night and then they're gone yeah so um i was listening to that um the, the thing about the stadium part and i, I was actually um, i have a big lawn at the church that i mow so it's like four acres so i have plenty of time to listen to this and i i do recall that and immediately my mind was taken back to katrina where they put everybody in the um in that's the, what it was yes that, and that, i think that's so he, he that was the second time that he's uh, drawn back to something that was really fucked up. So, of course, we're talking about Katrina. But my, my favorite, my favorite callback to anything is in book one, whenever he did the uh, what, what's his name? John Wesley Rawls, the Patriot. But they said Patriot. And he's like, ah, F that. I never picked up on that until he was on the show and told yeah. me about that. Yeah, had, Patriots yeah. sucks. Yes, that's it. 
I honestly just thought it was a football reference. I really did. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't wrong. God, that book was, or that whole series was, oh, it was so hard. The whole series reads like, oh, I don't know. It's like they took about- a prepper manual and tried to turn it into fiction. I just, have you ever read it, Rachel? Patriot? Nope. No. Okay. Don't, uh, I don't want to. Don't do it. I don't know. Geez, I shouldn't be such a, whatever. Every, I, every yeah. other paragraph says, by God's grace and his divine providence. It's like, oh, God. Oh, oh, you don't, you don't get me. Mormon write this? <laughs> Who wrote this book? Not Nothing against Mormons, but it's like, we don't talk like this. People, normal human beings don't talk like this. We say shit and damn and stuff. So you're saying it's a cross between like. Um, I know what you're going to say. I think. <laughs> yeah, what was that show? Handmaid's oh. Tale. Oh, I've never <laughs> seen that. I didn't hate that show. It's okay. It does get, you know, but so 299 days, you know, I, I like Glenn Tate and the book itself tells a really good story. And I know that, you know, the whole spiritual end of things is very important to him. But my God, when you're li- when you're reading this book and just the, you, you've read some of it, Nate, where the voice yeah. talks to him and you're mm-hmm. like, really? Like, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. It just yeah, so, so, so you're saying it's kind of like 299 days in the Handmaid's Tale all rolled into one. It's definitely, I don't know. I, I don't want to, I couldn't get through book one of Patriots. It, it reads like, a, like it reads like somebody took a bunch of lists and then decided to make a story around a bunch of lists. Yeah. Book one was an Amazon shopping list. Yes. That's exactly what it was. Yes. And whatever, you know what? I'm never going to have him on the show, so it doesn't matter. Did it, but... have, the, did it have the affiliate links in it though? Yes, it did. Are you it, fucking serious, Dan? Yes. Did it? It, the the actual paperback in book one in the back of it it had a whole bunch of things. So my my wife is she God bless her she is all about having paper so that if the grid goes down sure I get it she's got paper so she's got actually I might have give me a minute I'm gonna look on my shelf I might have it oh, Nate have you ever listened so I listened to I don't remember which one it was it was it was a you know make yourself better kind of book last summer. I think it was the four hour work week. I think that's what it was. And it's a cool book, but the, they do the audio and oh my God, they read. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They read website addresses throughout it. And I'm like, oh God. Who, who says that's a good idea? You know, yeah. you're, you're like, if you want more of this, then go to HTTP. You're like, that's, if you're doing an audio book, you don't need to tell me, cut that out. Like, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it because it really does. Patriots, like he's right. It reads. So you guys ever, I don't know if you ever went on like when TSP was big on when they had the forum, you know, it was its own thing. You could go on there and you could pull lists off. And Mm -hmm. in 299 days there, Glenn Tate talks about a bunch of things. Like there's a list, like 100 things that disappear during a collapse, you know? Yeah. And all of the, that it's like Patriots took all of those lists, put them all together and then strung them together with a little bit of narration. It just doesn't do it. And I am sorry if anybody's listened to this, they're like, Tim's the biggest asshole ever. I love Patriots. It's the best <laughs> book. But hey, everybody has their own cup of tea. And it, yeah. oh, buddy, I'm sorry. And I couldn't write. Like, I'm not trying to say that I could write like he could because I can't. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's all reference in the back. Everyone oh, God. <laughs> 
just didn't do it for me. No, nope, oh, not it even, even a little bit. It even has things like um, FFL, Federal Firearms License. I mean, it's just yes, oh. it's full of yeah. It, I listen. I was, oh, and and it it is very. You know, and I'm not slamming anything religious. You got, I'm sure I've been open about where I stand on things. It just, when, when yeah, that's I such see. a big part of the book, it just, I don't know. It takes me out of it. I'm sorry. It just does. Mm -hmm. Like 299 days. He's like, when the voice said to me, and you're like, really? Like, is it Abraham telling him to cut Isaac in half? Like, no, come on. This right. is, yeah. Are you telling him to skip the print? Uh, well that's yeah that could be it too <laughs> right like you don't oh it's just tough yeah. and the other thing is in 299 days when he talks about it the voice it's he's not specific about saying it's god it's just the outside voice it's almost like you know what he's trying to do but yeah anyway whatever but i do like 299 days i love the grant you know grant his his whole thing and yeah so <laughs> Chris Dixon says he wondered about that too if he was schizophrenic. But I am today. I listened to most of, or the last two days. Um, one second later, one second one after. Second after yeah. yeah. Have you got any of you guys read that? Oh yeah, yeah. Multiple times. Rachel, I'm not telling you what to read, but you will enjoy it. It is a good book. It's fun. So you're I trying said, to get me hooked on more prepper porn. What the hell, dude? It's not prepper porn at all. It's so it not. Was, no. It was written by a non-prepper, at least at the time he wrote it. I he wasn't a prepper. Uh, his name's William William W. Forsyth. Yeah. So yeah. I sent him an email asking him to be on the show. Never got a response, but I'm going to send another one because he. I'll just keep bugging him till he comes on because Tim, he's been on. He, yeah, he he ran an exercise in North Carolina where he lives, and it it, it was on that Geo, but it wasn't it wasn't one of those um, crazy ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, preppers. It wasn't anything like that. And so what he did is, is he did a role-based scenario to um, get get the town involved to say, hey, if we have a, a coronal mass injection or an EMP, how are we going to react as a community? Because it's it's a real small oh. North Carolina community. And so he spent a lot of time going into this. And so his research from all of that, as I understand it, his research from all of that led into the book that he wrote. And yes. So, he wrote a report for Congress. Yeah. Yeah. At, about the dangers of an EMP. And uh, Newt Gingrich is his buddy. And he, he helped back him. But, of course, he never got anywhere with it. And that's, yeah, that's where he started writing all these books on afterwards. Mm -hmm. But you, yeah. I think you'll enjoy it, Rachel. He's an excellent author. One, really good. one second after is really good, but is also very dark. It's dark. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah you're right. Who do we got here? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bonnie Blue 2A. Nice to have you on here, Bonnie. Said Day of Wrath by William Fortune. Uh, That's him. That's the same guy. Yeah. Is also excellent. It's a standalone book. Is Has anybody read Day of Wrath? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask uh, Bonnie. I think this is the one about the terrorist attacks. And if it is, I'm halfway through it, never finished it. But uh, 48 Hours is his book on CMEs. And holy cow, if you want to think one second after Stark, that one is, oh, 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 man, it's good. But it, it hit me like, you ever watched The Road, the movie The Road? Oh, yeah. I still need to watch I love that movie. I've only ever watched it once because it it takes it, it, oh, the wind right into your sails. Like, especially 
a, as a parent, oh man. Anyway, yes. it's yeah, it's tough. One second after we'll do that too. You're right. Yep. So we won't ruin it for you, Rachel. But one year after the, the rebuilding that they were doing in that, I and he he took everything that was just so normal day to day, trying to like when they they did the. Um, have you all done one year after yet? Halfway. Okay. I never finished it. I'm going to go back after I finish this one. They they found a way to do a turbine with um, the water flow. They mm -hmm. uh, I think it was a water flow in a river, and they were able to generate power for the city. But then all all of the um, the the fighting and everything between the troops and the civilians and all that. I think he did a really good job, really representing how all of that might happen in that kind of a situation what i really enjoyed about him is after like I, this is the second time i've well i read it once years ago and now i'm re-listening to it turns out he's a you know a very devout you know evangelical christian but it doesn't really he doesn't push it in his books it's there but I, yeah his yeah. His, yeah yeah i was really impressed because i i got watching a bunch of videos on him and he he'd been on like I don't know if you know what what is the the Christian TV station down in the states. What is that one? Anybody know? Trinity Broadcasting Network. It might be TBN. Anyway, he he was on one of the. I can't remember if it was Jimmy Swagger. I can't remember which one it was. One of the guys. He was on quite often. Yeah, I, I yeah I knew all the guys. Sorry, back Jimmy in the Swagger day. makes me laugh. Mm hmm. Because he is me. yeah. Oh, look, there's Rachel. Oh, who's yeah, that, Rachel? That's Bruno. Hi, Bruno. Hi, buddy. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Yeah. He needs snuggles. Oh, that's all right. But yeah, it, <laughs> anyway, so it, yeah, I know we went off on another tangent here, but that's kind of the fun of the book discussions. But yes, mm -hmm. One Second After is a great read. Yeah, It's actually the book that introduced me to the idea of EMPs. I don't think I knew what they yeah. were. But yeah, it might have been the very first. Good boy. It, I don't know if you'd call it prepper porn, but it would definitely be one of the, you know, preparedness related fiction that I started with for yeah. sure. My, same, same. my my favorite zombie book is Zombie Rules. Yes, you've told I gotta I, I haven't listened to it yet, but he keeps talking. You keep telling me about it, Nate. Yeah. When uh I don't know who, I don't remember who wrote it, but uh the kids Zach, it's it's really good. And there's a dozen books, I think. Okay. Um I think I'm on like seven or eight, if I remember. I have to go back and look. But and it, it is zombies then, hey? Yeah, it's it, it's a legit zombie book, but it's nicely done. Okay. It's not your oh my god, this is complete and total bullshit, but it's it's nicely done. I'm a sucker for zombies anyway, you know. I always have been, but yeah, yeah. you know, uh, although The Walking Dead, I always talk about it, but it didn't really uh uh it, it didn't really work out toward the end. I haven't watched mm -hmm. it in three or four years, so yeah, we, we watched till about season six, and we got so yeah, sick of Rick. It's like, somebody, please kill this guy. I mean, <laughs> I have never yeah. wanted anybody to die until season six with Rick. I always said I think they'd have been better off keeping Shane and getting rid of Rick. I love Shane. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the guy that had the baseball bat with the barbed wire on it with Lucille, Negan. I think was the yeah. name of it. Um, I think that was Negan. Yes. Okay, I I just bought Zombie Rules, so thank you. So is it? Yeah, uh, it's good. So is it available on Audible? 
I didn't think it was, was it or is it? I just bought it. I bought the books. Okay. It's, it's on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, you sent me that. I'll have to check that okay. out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just I, I grabbed the paperbacks. Okay, cool. I yeah. I, I'm gonna order. I, I, I keep saying I got I, first off, I got a I had uh oh shoot, what was his name there? Terry, Terry Grant the other day, a man tracker on the show. And uh, mm -hmm. I got to get his books because I know my dad's a big fan of his. But I, I've been wanting to get that box set from Chris, the first 10 books or whatever. He said, yeah, if you, we want to get it too. I, I just, yeah, it's one thing after another. I always forget. So, mm -hmm. okay. So I'm, I'm, I, I hate to be the, the jerk to drag us back to center. Oh, that's okay. But... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to work us there. So getting back to the book. Yes. Sir. As we're coming to the end, at, we we know now that we are. I I think that based off the little bit that I've already had on the next book, I think that we're 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 going to be stuck with the prison here for a little bit. Thoughts? Well, let's. Okay, so a, a thing that I like to do since you, Dan, you haven't been on here before, but Rachel. Uh, I like that Rachel's reading along with us and, and hasn't gone any further because Nate and I both know. But how about we ask you two um, what your predictions are for book four? Do you, you want to start, Rachel? Ladies first. Yeah, I don't think they're getting out of that prison for a while. Although I'm pretty sure the prison's going to be getting hit hard pretty soon. Um, what's the name of the next book? Forsaking home. Uh, Forsaking home. Okay. The titles don't always give away a lot, anyway. I think they're, they're no. just—he's like, okay, what, what, what can I add to home? It was like, you guys ever remember Sue Grafton? She wrote M is for murder. She had the whole. She, the poor thing died when she had like two letters left in the alphabet. But yeah, it's like she just kind of had to find a, you know, a letter. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Rachel. Yeah, I, I think they're probably gonna pretty much turn their back on where they were. I don't know how well those cabins are going to keep them going. seems like they kind of, they're kind of well known. So they might end up getting, you know, hoofing it out of there too. Um, yeah. Uh, unless you want to talk about like how many other forces are they going to actually get dragged into that? Because you guys were already talking about the oh, there wasn't there wasn't the reserves. It was what do they call them? National, National Guard. Guard. Oh, there you go. National Guard yeah. with their one marine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love their one marine. The shame. Really yeah, the the, uh, the 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 one crayon eater. <laughs> yeah, the sergeant is so mean to him. I, I'm just <laughs> going to tell you right now. If if you're looking at an encampment of a bunch of National Guard guys and you want a Marine and I'm the guy and it's like, OK, well, he, he served in the Marine Corps, so he knows every fucking thing that there is to know. Yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> I know like four things. Hey, Dan, what's the best flavor of crayon? Please let us know. Green. <laughs> you're muted, Dan. Rachel. I'm waiting to. Tim, saying. Okay. Uh, National Guard. <laughs> what is the National Guard? Uh, I think Renacops. Rena I hate to say it, but yeah. it's like two weeks a year. You're... Like, yeah. like the reserves? Do you yeah, guys have reserves? The reserves yeah. So, yeah. Dan? Not, no. Dan's shaking his head. 
No, National Guard is a little different from the uh, reserves. So um, I've got a lot of friends that have served in the reserves. They have actually uh, been full-time National Guard. So basically, they're a part of the Army or the Air, um, Air National Guard. And they basically serve like a full active uh, unit, but they still have civilian jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great friend yeah. of mine, I, I have dinner with him almost every Thursday. He's a uh, sergeant major for the um, Army National Guard. They, they basically serve like the reserves, but they're more of a ready reserve than they are a um, oh, okay. like a weekend warrior kind of a thing. So they would be... So, I mean, whatever. I, for instance, like when, when you guys went to Iraq or whatever, they would have been the first units called up after the regulars, would they? Yeah. They would have been the last units called up after the regulars. But before the reserves, though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So they're, okay. Yeah. And there, there, there are a lot of National Guard that went over to Iraq. I remember that. Yeah. So are there... Are there National Guard for each of, like, the Air Force, yeah. the Navy? That uh, kind of no, it's all 50 states. Oh. So is the National Guard state then? Yes. Okay. So in 299 days, that's – so when the states uh, – so for some of you – I don't know. Anyway, when, when they uh, – when the states held back on their forces, that was their own National Guard then, was it? That was their governors. Yeah. Okay. Ah, so, so – the easiest way to look at it, and I, I'm going to go on politics hardcore on this, and I don't really give a shit. Um, the left considers the National Guard the militia. Oh, okay. And when they when they bring up the whole Second Amendment, we're a re- well-regulated militia. Right. The left says, well, you have the National Guard. Join the National Guard, and there you go. Oh, okay. So, fuck that bullshit. I, we are the... We are, well-regulated militia. Yeah, well, we that's... have the firearms. The National Guard is like what two weeks a year. Yeah, like, you know, uh, one weekend a month, two week, two weeks a year. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. so that's very similar to the reserves up here in Canada. Then that's kind of what they do up here. So, but but different, of course, because everything's kind of national. But um, Chris Dixon threw this up here. I gotta. He says they need to run out of fuel. I've never seen so many mobile units keep going on such little fuel. Talk about uh, miles per gallon. They, that lady that wants a, a, a free pig every few months and she can give you 7,500 gallons of gas if you just bring her a pig. You know, even though they said they got 75 or 80 gallons of fuel or whatever, that really wouldn't last that long, would it? That's two tanks in that Suburban. Right. Pretty much, yeah. And, I'm, you know, my wife gets, what does that truck get? 17 miles a gallon, 33-gallon tank, 500 and... 30 something miles to 600 miles, depending on if she's a highway or local. I suppose the one thing is they're not driving that far, are they? I guess that, like, what's that, Rachel? I was going to say they were using the four wheelers a lot for stuff. True. Yeah. But even as far as like from Morgan's home to the camp, I don't think it's that far, is it? Yeah. They they never say. I don't get. Maybe you guys get this, but. From where these cabins that they took over to the little suburbia they have, I'm figuring it's like 20 miles. Am I wrong? It could be. Because it's about, was it about two hours round trip, was it, that they were? Do you remember? Because they did, 
I want to say three or four trips through the night when they were moving things. Is that right? Could be. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's the, the thing that threw me off was always book one, book two, when they're talking about the ham radio stuff. And Morgan's talking about a 250-mile walk. You ain't doing that on VHF and UHF. No. Right. So VHF, right? Yeah, that's got to be HF, which is a 500-mile circle. So how how are they getting up to Tampa to talk to those guys on UHF and VHF when they're down in the Ocala National Forest, which is what halfway between uh, Miami? Yep. We should have. I, I, I'm sure he had. I'm sure he has all the time mm-hmm. in the world. But it would be nice to have Chris do a map sometime <laughs> to kind of there show. It's in the book. It's in the uh, oh uh, the ten box set. Really? The actual map of all the areas is on there. Okay. Well, then that's that makes it worth it right there. Huh. But I'd, it's just me knowing like how radio works. I don't... It's got to be a 100 to 150 mile circle. Chris said, even with the ATVs go through a pile of fuel running around like they do, and now they're messing around with an in, in, inboard boat as well. Yeah, they, they do. I know. It, I mean, fuel, it's always kind of a ticking clock going forward in the next few books. And I mean, that fuel definitely plays a big part in some of the stories, doesn't it, Nate? Yeah, the further they get along, the more important fuel gets. So what, is what do you think? Standard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And because I always laughed like in um, The Walking Dead again, you know, I, they never really said how long it was, but two, three years and they'll come along. And they're like, oh, this car will start up. It has a battery. Really? Come on. Yeah, you know, yeah, and the fuel, and uh, yeah, yeah. What do you hey, think? I, I, all I'm going to say is I am shocked that my chainsaw has been running on the same tank of two-stroke fuel for the past what two years. <laughs> I'm quite impressed, Nate. Yeah, because you said you just hauled it out and it started, didn't it? Yep, yep. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> I think we need to get Dan's predictions. You still there with us, Dan? Oh, he's on mute. Did we lose him? There he is. He's there. Just got he on mute. Like- <laughs> that's all right any other predictions rachel um not really it's oh dan put a finger up that's looks okay. like he's on the body could be all right he's looking something up he's probably looking up the distance oh dixon says he's shopping <laughs> yeah, yeah he probably <laughs> see he went and he got uh he got um patriots out now he's ordering all that shit from amazon <laughs> yeah no <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> Let me give you my Amazon affiliate link real quick. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Oh, Dan? Brian is going to be disappointed you beat them to it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Believe it or not, I was trying to hit the super chat. But oh, I, can't, oh, you're so- I can't do super chat while I'm in here. So I had to mute, and then it didn't work out too good. But I'll get to it That's in a okay. minute. No worries. So what do you think, Dan? Uh, where, where okay, do you, so what was the question? Us? Because I was not listening to anything. That's all right. What, what are your predictions for book four? I know you're – so you can cheat a little because you're, a, what, a chapter and a half in? Yeah. I think we're going to spend an entire chapter in the prison. Or, I'm sorry, in the camp. An entire I think book? that – no chapter or book book i my opinion is we're we're going to spend this whole book 
dealing with the FEMA DHS camp, whatever it is. And we're finally, I'm thinking on about knowing how Chris writes, we're going to be about chapter 30 of 35 before we <laughs> actually see something happen. And I, I love the story. I love the build that he gives to that. So I'm hoping that, that I'm right on this, that he builds a whole lot more into this. So we, we've already gone from you got to build sandbags to now you get to do food. So what are we going to do next? I, I, I want to see the whole book built on nothing more than getting Jess and Fred out of the camp. Mary, if she takes a bullet, I'm I'm totally cool with it. Oh, Mary. She's just sitting back suffering from PTSD. She doesn't deserve yeah. to get shot. Well, if she does, but if she doesn't, that's okay too, right? So Okay, so let's play another game. I, am. I, I think we're gonna spend an entire book on getting out of the camp. And the fun and the excitement getting out of that camp, I think, is gonna be phenomenal. All right, so, so, so let's play a next one since we've had a few major characters go down. Who's the next major character to catch a bullet? Sarge. What do you think, Rachel? I don't know. I haven't really thought about that one. If you had to pick a character um, that, I don't want to say disposable, but could end up, who do you think it might be? That's right. a really, really hard one. That's okay. All right. Well, let's try this one. Um, over, uh, let's see. What are the chances? Do you guys think Singer survives book four or doesn't survive book four? Don't Man, care. I'm hoping not. I hope she dies, but I don't care. That's funny. He's just so okay. damn good at writing. Oh, go ahead, Rachel. Okay. Say, so who would you sooner see die, Mary or Singer? Mary. Singer. Definitely Singer. Mary. Mary sold them out. Yeah. I love it's so much fun having people on who haven't read further along. I it just I, it's so much fun because Nate and I know all this stuff that we won't talk about, but it's just cool. I love it because you it, it's almost like when I when I get to when I get my kids and I get to let them watch some of my favorite movies, and I get to sit back and watch them enjoy them for the first time. That's what I like about this because I get to see you guys enjoy these books for the first time again. Because mm -hmm. yeah. this is my third time through them, and I just love them. They're, yeah, it's hard to. The problem is, this was some of the first prepper porn I ever read, other than One Second After and On the Beach. I think, other than that, so this is the first big series I made it through. And man, it's hard to live up to this. This is some of the best out there. Any other predictions, Dan? I'll, I'll reserve. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fine. No, this is, um, I was just trying to think if there was anything else that I wanted to ask you guys about. But uh, who, so right now where it stands, who? what is your favorite character, Rachel and Dan? Go ahead first, Rachel. Like I said, I really like Jeff's character. Okay. I love Jeff. Just, I think part of it, part of the reason I love him so much is just how he was introduced. The whole gum thing and the kicking him in the rib cage. <laughs> and, and he was another one. So there's a, another thing that Chris is really good at. When he introduces characters, 
never quite know where he's how do you want to put it he, he he's always close to the hand when he writes some of these characters so jeff is one dalton's another one and who else so there's a canadian that comes in later on whom i'm quite fond of oh yeah yeah and chris is very good at not not spoiling it so you're never quite sure where they stand early on you're like okay is jeff a good guy or is he a bad guy or you know i appreciate that about him i like jeff i i I write harley so jeff is kind of a, a good guy for me but I, I'm I'm kind of leaning into a little bit. I think that she's going to do something phenomenal. Who is? Little bit. Oh, little bit. Oh, I love little bit. Yes. I, I have a little girl that lives next door to me, and every time I read her name, anything about her, it reminds me of her. Her name is McKinley, and it reminds me of her every single time. And I could see her doing this. Little bit's great. I, I yeah. love it. And, you know, I read the whole series once before I realized that all of the characters were based on real people, you know, family members, you know, his actual kids, his wife and friends and things. And it is kind of cool because, yeah, again, she's doing well now, but that's why he couldn't be on the show the first time because little bit was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Oh. And who did you say was your favorite character, Dan? Did I ask you that yet? My favorite character? Yeah, so far. Oh, Jeff, definitely. Jeff. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate. Yeah. And Dalton, have we had Dalton? We haven't had Dalton yet. Dalton's have we? not in the in the picture they, yet. I won't ruin. Dalton's a great guy too. There's all kinds of great characters, but yeah, Jeff's good. I still, after making it all the way through, I still got to say, I'm pretty sure Sarge is my favorite character. I I just yeah, I like oh, Sarge. Yeah, his old crummy attitude. <laughs> He's just I, such an asshole. I I like Sarge until Dalton shows up. Hmm. You're right. And then Dal- Dalton is awesome. And then when he talked about who Dalton's based on, uh, his, yeah, anyway, but we won't, we won't spoil anything for you guys, but we've been an hour and a half. I think we've, I think we've, uh, retreaded book three quite a bit. So we got book four coming up. What did we say book four was called guys? Uh, Forsaking, uh, Forsaking, yeah, Forsaking Home. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of, we know that they've left you know, they've moved to the camp and yeah, yeah. but it, it's a good one. I, I think, so I don't know if I asked you this, Rachel, I should ask you this before we finish up too, but one of the biggest complaints on Goodreads about book three was the fact that it didn't resolve anything and it felt like a filler book. Did you find that at all? Or did you, did you, I mean, obviously you enjoyed it, but did you find it different than book one or two? Uh, it really was just developing the the characters a little bit more, I think. Um, developing their situations, a little bit more of a layout. Um, filler? No. No, I don't think it was a filler. It didn't break any new ground. Right. But, like I said, it, I think it was just developing deeper into the story, bringing new people in. Um, you really had to have something that was going to take time for working with everything that Thad went through. And it's it's really bringing out more of the people's personalities as far as where their roles are going to fall, most likely. Absolutely, yeah. And that's I think that's perfect. Character development, that's what book three was. You really spent, he spent a lot of time building characters, 
you know, yep. dealing with the women in the camp. And um, why can't I think of her name right? Uh, uh, Kay, is it Kay? Is yeah, her name? Kay. Yeah, yeah, I like Kay quite a bit too. And, you know, she she's a great character. Um, you know, Fred and Jess, it was nice to see Jess again. And I, I, I remember one of my, I don't want to say complaints, but one of the big issues I had with book two was how, I don't want to call it the cliffhanger, but how they kind of tacked on the Jess thing at the end of the book. But after going back and rereading three, it kind of makes sense. But I, I don't know I, whether they'd uh, thrown it into book three and you didn't even know that Jess was still kicking around or not. doesn't matter, but it was, yeah. I, I, I waited the entire book two until chapter, was it 35 or 37? And he said, hey, is that Jess out there? And it's like, yeah. holy shit. We finally you know, got it back together. That's funny because I remember the first time I read it. Maybe this sounds. I didn't really give two shits about Jess. I didn't care where she went. I, I was happy knowing where Morgan and Thad were, and I assumed that Jess would come back around. But then once this whole storyline, because we went through, have, have, has she talked about what happened? Yeah. Her, yeah, yeah. That that all happened. Okay, good. Yeah, because yeah. that was a good storyline too. But then I was like, well, if that, if she or runs, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah she well, talks about how she ended up in the camp. But they, yeah. but we, we already dealt with when Morgan was at her town and everything too, right? Her yeah. Morgan and Thad, yeah, that was in book one and two, yeah. So, but it was good. I'm glad that they brought her back, and she obviously well, plays a big part going forward. For me, the entire time, all 34 chapters prior to it, I was wondering, where is she? Where is she? And it was like, no Jess, no Jess, no Jess. The whole time I'm going through this whole thing because I, I didn't think that we could have a full compendium of this story until we brought, brought Jess back into it. I, I mean, you look back on it early on. I mean, the three the three characters, right? The three road trip characters. So obviously they were important and he was going to bring them back through. But yeah, they, they and they I mean, without spoiling it, of course, you know, Jess has a big part to play in book four, of course. So. It's, it's, it's a good book. I, I'm looking forward to it. And I can't wait to hear your guys' uh, thoughts on it either. That's the fun part now. At this mm -hmm. point. So does anybody, I, I yeah, Ra Rachel or Dan or Nate, anybody have any final thoughts or, you know, where they can find you or what you want to, yeah, I guess, I don't know. Dan, Dan, you're in the Telegram group, Rachel. I have know? only Telegram with you, Tim. I have no social media. I I went back on Twitter and I got choked out about two months ago. So, yeah. That's Twitter. Good. You can find Dan no, on Telegram. Yeah. <laughs> and Rachel, you're always around in the Telegram group too, aren't you? That's the only one I managed to keep up with. <laughs> I like the size. We have a good size there and everybody just kind of chats. And even if you miss 100 messages, you can... It's pretty rare that I log in and there's a hundred messages missed. So it, it's a good group, but it's not overwhelming. I woke up to that Friday morning. <laughs> I usually wake up to that every day because I don't have time to jump in stuff lately. It's a busy time of year this year. Oh, it has been, but it's a good time of year. Uh, yep. Winter's coming. I know you guys will be, well, Nate, yeah, winter's coming for you too soon. But Yeah, I work in snow and ice, so it's going to be a busy time. Yeah. Oh, And you, Nate, how can people find you? Well, everybody can find me at twochickshomestead.com. Aaron and I, Aaron and I do a weekly podcast, and uh, we're doing chicken processing class this weekend. So, Are you guys yeah, recording uh, that? We thought about it, but I think we're going to take a pass on it. Um, mm -hmm. Just enjoy the moment and do it? Yeah, because we're, we're planning on doing it this morning, 
but the uh, girls were a little bit too talkative today. <laughs> I get it. Totally get that. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Yeah, but uh, for for anybody that you know has been listening at all of the podcasts, the girls actually came out and helped us every step of the way with processing. So that's awesome. We'll, we'll have more on that. That'll be uh, this week's episode coming up, and then we got a new rabbit too. So. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. Is that is that um, an edible rabbit or not? Yeah, uh, that'll be a breeding rabbit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my um, my lovely wife let me go to Rural King unsupervised, and I came home with a rabbit. Nice. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Rabbits are quiet too. You know, it's not like they're quiet. Yeah. This means I need to finish the shed now. Yes, that's all right. We we find time to do everything, right? Yep. Yep. Cool. All right, guys. Well, so if anybody wants to know. It's the first Saturday of each month. We're going to do another book. So we've got right now, what do we got? Seven more books? No, eight more books to go through, don't we? Uh, so because we just did three yeah. and we've got 11. Yep. And by the time we get to the end of this, I bet book 12 at least will be out. Maybe even book 13. Yeah, could be. Yeah, Because he says we got up to 20 books coming all together. So I'm looking forward to it. Yep. But thanks, guys. Uh, this was great. Always enjoyed. It was a lot of fun. I think four is the most we've had, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, I think we had four the first go around, but I think this is definitely up there. Yeah, it was nice to have you too, Dan. Uh, you add a lot to Thank it, you. so I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Cool. All right, guys. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week. Have a good night, guys.